From the Newstalk ZB Newsroom, this is News Fix. Good afternoon, I'm Malcolm Jordan. This is your Midday News Fix for Tuesday the 20th of September. Her Majesty has been buried next to the husband who stood by her side through her decades of service. Queen Elizabeth II has been laid to rest next to Prince Philip in St George's Chapel at Windsor after a private committal service. The BBC's Lucy Hocking is there. This is the end of the public mourning period. A very difficult, quite surreal 10 days. The sense of national mourning, collective grief. The burial followed a procession through London and state funeral at Westminster Abbey, attended by 2,000 people, including politicians and royals from around the world. Church leaders Dame Sarah Mullally and Ian Greenshields were among those who spoke. Let us pray for His Majesty the King and all the royal family. Recalling with gratitude her gifts of wisdom, diligence and service. News Talk ZB's Mike Yardley flew to London from Frankfurt to witness the public ceremony. He told Canterbury Mornings hundreds of thousands of people had gathered in Hyde Park to watch. At times, it was just totally silent. You know, just you could hear a pin drop in Hyde Park despite so many people being there. Um, people were really, really respectful. The end of the mourning period for the Queen is prompting a call for debate on whether to become a republic. Republic New Zealand wants to stay in the Commonwealth but shift away from a constitutional monarchy. Campaign chair Lewis Holden says it would be a symbolic change that shows power comes from the people, not an unelected monarch. Holden says any change will need to be widely discussed and voted on. It absolutely should be by referendum. We, we shouldn't make a decision like this without the support of the people. It would be counter to Republican principles to have a government that's not the will of the people, of the people, etc. Lowe's support for Three Waters reforms in Auckland and around the country. Most Auckland mayoral and council candidates spoken to by Newstalk ZB say they don't support the reforms in their current form. Here's election reporter Michael Sergal. Wayne Brown is promising to fight the changes. Professor Collins says while he agrees with the reforms in principle, he doesn't agree with Aucklanders having such limited say over the water assets they own. A local democracy reporting survey shows similar opposition across the country. More than three quarters of the country's 291 mayoral candidates don't believe the reforms are the best way to achieve the investment needed in water infrastructure. It's still unknown whether a Dunedin man's vaccine-related death could have been prevented. A coroner's ruled that Rory Nairn died from acute myocarditis in November last year. Courtney Winter reports. The 26-year-old had no previous significant medical history, but started to feel heart palpitations after getting his first Pfizer vaccine 12 days earlier. Coroner Sue Johnson says she's still yet to establish whether Nairn's death could have been prevented, and if any recommendations need to be made. She says her inquiry into Nian's death is ongoing. State Highway 3 in Uranui in Taranaki has reopened under stop-go traffic management after a slip hit a car last night and blocked the road. Waka Kotahi says drivers should expect delays. The White Ferns to sport have beaten the West Indies by five runs via the Duckworth-Lewis method in their opening one day at Antigua. The game was ended with two overs to play due to bad light. A predictable black cap squad has been selected for the 2020 World Cup in Australia next month. Martin Guptill's been picked for a record seventh time and Finn Allen and Michael Brace will get maiden call-ups. The Hurricanes have signed former All Blacks prop Jamie McIntosh as their new